And welcome back to Fake Football Real People. Today you got myself Garrett, you got Tyler Entz, you got Sam Clinch. This episode, we're going to go ahead and recap some of the current news in the NFL today, some waiver wires ads, and um, some highlights from, from this week's games. Sam, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Yeah, it was a fun weekend of games. Um, I think the one that, probably the best game of the weekend was the uh, the Bills and the Rams. That was a That was a great game. Um, if you listen to our show last week, I, we talked about Daryl Henderson. I said it was one of my favorite uh, targets off the waiver wire last week, the one with probably the biggest upside, and it couldn't have gone better for him uh, on Sunday. Uh, handled majority of the snaps, majority uh, targets, ran the ball 20 times for, I believe, 114 yards and a touchdown against a really tough Buffalo's defense. So it was a great week for him. Uh, Pence, I mean, I know Akers is probably going to come back in a week or two, but, I mean, do you think Henderson has the ability to, to keep this job for the rest of the year? Yeah, I think he does. It hurts me to say it also because I, I was on the Malcolm Brown train when I picked him up on the week two before the thumb injury. Um, but, yeah, I can see – I like McVay, and I think he'll, he's going to stay with the hot hand. As long as Darrell keeps looking that good, I don't think he's going to pull him for a third-round rookie. Uh, Akers didn't look that great whenever he was there. I know he got injured pretty early, but uh, I can see Henderson being able to keep that job. And and if he's you know if he's he's opening your league and you didn't listen last week, he he needs to be picked up asap because uh, McVeigh does great with fantasy with running backs. Yeah, he he hundred percent has to be the number one guy on your on your waiver wire if he's still out there. Um, they've been very run heavy to start the year. Um, and they've been successful. I mean, Their offensive lines played way better than what we talked about yeah, at the beginning of the year, which better. is uh, surprising. I was really down on um, this backfield to start the year because of the uncertainty as far as who's going to get the ball and how bad their offensive line – how bad I project their offensive line to play. But offensive line looks good. It seems like Henderson's uh, the leader now. Um, we'll see what happens when Akers comes back. But uh, go grab Henderson if he's in – if he's on the waivers and um, – if you have some guy trying to, you know, sell high on him, I, I wouldn't be scared to go get him. Uh, I think he has the ability. I mean, he was a third-round pick um, year before last, and uh, they like him. So I would – I think he's in uh, in store for a big year if he can maintain this job. Let's just kind of skip around and talk about some, some current news. It seems like Michael Thomas is eyeing a comeback this week. Um, it is worth noting that the Saints have lost the last two games they've played, so – they may be a little more willing to get Mike Thomas back on the field and maybe rush him a little more. Um, and do y'all think he has a chance to come back? It seems like this is this is a probably the best spot he's been in. A little sidebar on that: Drew Brees has looked horrible. And with that being said, you get Michael Thomas, you get your number one wide receiver back, and we'll see. I, I think Michael Thomas still has the output, depending on how 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 good he looks when he comes back. But I like it. Yeah, I, I mean. It will be interesting to see how good he looks when he does come back, Garrett, because these high ankle injuries can can linger. I mean, it's not something that you just come back and you're 100. percent So, but you're 100 percent right. Saints lose back to back games. Uh, Michael Thomas has been out. He's obviously a competitor. I mean, he after the high ankle sprain was talking about how he's going to play next week. Yeah. And the <laughs> coaching staff, the ownership saying, uh, no, no I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't think that's going to happen, my guy. <laughs> Uh, so, but yeah, he's an ultimate competitor and I could see him coming back. It's, I just, 
I just would hesitate. You know, you're you're probably not going to get a hundred percent Michael Thomas. So, but you you got to play him if he's back. Oh yeah, I mean if he if he if he comes out and they say he's active for the game, you're starting him. I mean it's Michael Thomas. He may not break anything off, but he could have twelve receptions for seventy yards. So right, that, you're going to play him if he starts. But I, it's something to keep an eye on for sure. Something something to note on there. Does does Kamara lose a little bit of value with? Michael Thomas coming back with as yeah, much as they're throwing to loses little. value. Yeah, but he won't get the 16 targets or <laughs> oh, 14, whatever he got, but he'll still get 10. 13 oh, targets yeah, he'll, for he'll 139. Just, he'll go from uh, 44 fantasy <laughs> points to, <laughs> to 32 fantasy <laughs> points. So Kamara's Kamara's Kamara. right now. He's yeah. on a different level. Yeah, he he has to be the the best player in fantasy right now. Right now, yeah, and probably the rest of the season. Um, I I Pence if. If Michael Thomas, if we get some reports before the game that he's on the dreaded snap count, I mean, are you snap count? If 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 they give me a snap count number, yeah. But if they're if they're gonna limit him like to fifty or sixty percent on snap counts, I'm starting somebody else. But I mean, what at what point? I mean, are we talking about like the you know wide receiver thirty thirty five? We're talking about like. Michael Gallup range. Are we talking about further back, no, further like back the, than the Ma- Michael. So Gallup you're starting range. like maybe like a Brandon Cooks over Michael uh, Thomas. I'm gonna probably I may start a Cooks over Michael Thomas if he's on a, a on like a snap count, like okay. a, a low snap count. Obviously, if, if they're if they're talking about playing him 50 percent of the snaps, I don't know. I think he he would be right above the Cooks, 50 to 60 percent. But if they're gonna just say, I mean. I, I, I hate I, snap counts. I, I, I hate them too, <laughs> I, I, but I doubt that they're going to just throw him back there. If he does play this week, they're not going to throw him out there for 100% of the snaps. So I would think there'd be some kind of count, but I don't think it would be crazy. I mean, we did see Galladay. He was on a limited snap count this week, and he still performed. So I wouldn't go too crazy. Um, Gallup is probably the range that I'm looking at. Yeah, Cooks I mean, is probably a little too far down. I but if you have a top another top 25 option that you can start, yeah. maybe – uh, but after that, I'm I'm just rolling with my guy, Mike yeah, Thomas. You, yeah. you picked him in the first round. You got to kind of ride with him. So, um, probably the dirtiest play of the weekend was <laughs> your Cowboys pants. Tristan Hill tried to rip Chris Carson's leg off like he was a crocodile or yeah, something. The gator rolls. What they call that, <laughs> I couldn't believe it, man. That shit hurts to watch. I can't yeah. believe. That's dirty. That was it. Was dirty. Yeah, he'll, he'll get he'll get a fine and probably maybe a suspension, and, and I'm fine with How that. How many games minimum would you give him? Minimum? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't a fair question for me. Um, I mean, he probably deserves like a two. That's like, what like I'm a saying. a two game suspension or something, and, and a mm-hmm. and a decent fine because you just can't do that. No, <laughs> but I'm it affects Chris Carson. Um, and just I'll I'll just jump onto the end of that. I don't think Hyde. I mean, Hyde is going to be the guy that you're you're going to want to play, but it's low RB RB two flex play to me. I think they're just going to rely on the. <laughs> Probably the MVP of the NFC right now. I think it's flex play only for him. I mean, he's still running the ball hard and everything in between, but uh, yeah, you got to think if, if it doesn't sound like Carson's going to miss much time, if any, and there's still a chance he plays this week. If he misses, they get Miami this week, so true. I mean, they let Ru- I mean, they're letting Russ cook. That's, That's what I'm that saying. Is, that is happening. But you get in the second half to close the game. Hyde's going to be getting the rock. That's what I'm. I still think it's RB two. I, I mean. It's 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 low in RB two for me because I I think that he is going to split carries. He'll in I think Homer plays probably majority of the the third down role. They like Travis Homer in that role. Yeah, uh, he actually looked pretty good um, 
when Carson went out this week, but I'm with you, Pence. Um, if Carson's out this week, I expect him to be out against Miami. I think they're yeah. going to let him let him relax on the knee sprain. Either playing Miami, play Hyde, play your other running backs, get Carson back healthy. Don't this team looks him. pretty damn good right now, so there's no reason to try to force him against Miami. Yep, but I if you're looking for some running back help or need a flex play, uh, Hyde would be would be up there. Probably one you know one of my top options there. Kenny Galladay did make it back this week. He looked good upon his return. Caught six uh, passes for 57 yards and a touchdown. Uh, it was really good to see. I mean, it's one of the top young receivers in the league. Uh, he was getting drafted in most most uh, drafts in the second round. Some people got him in the third, but early he, to mid second too. I mean, yeah. he, was, he was my wide receiver seven. Yeah, so he was he was eight for me. So it was really good to see him back. He made it through the game. Any setbacks, so hopefully he's 100% moving forward. He did make some comments before the game that worried me about him not being 100%. I actually started, I think I started CD over him in, in one league. It didn't work out, but um, it was good to see him back. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see Galladay back. He's one of my, I had Galladay last year. He's one of my favorite young receivers to play with, and um, that was a little weird to say. <laughs> I play with young receivers. Um, <laughs> my he, name's Ben. He's he's my uh, favorite young player to watch right now. He, he is he's a lot of fun. Mini Megatron is a cool name for him, and he and he has those kind of qualities. He lives up to it. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of top end wide receivers and hamstring injuries, Chris Godwin went went down on Sunday, and this one's gonna hurt because I was watching that game live and. It didn't look good. He he went down. He did not get up. Trainers had to come out to him. He did limp off the field, but um, we are recording this uh, Monday night. We haven't got any confirmation as how long he's projected to miss, but it seems like he's going to be out at least a couple weeks here. Um, obviously, hurts their passing game in whole, but probably helps Mike Evans. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Quite a bit. <laughs> Uh, but may even help Rob Gronkowski. A little that's bit. what I was gonna say. I mean, Gronk, Gronk looked better finally. Um, Brady missed him on an open touchdown pass. He should have had. A, he ended up with six for forty-eight this week and should have had a bigger day. Maybe he can find his way back into the league and start looking better. For me, uh, this helps Scotty Miller the most, though. Pence, what do you think? Uh, I think him. it helps Evans the most, but right. as far as players, <laughs> as that far as like your next guy, yeah, I think it's Scotty Miller. Way, I mean, way over Gronk in my opinion. I, I mean, I just Scotty Miller was already getting some work before Godwin comes back, ha- has a decent game, and he gets hurt. I mean, Scotty Miller is definitely, and they're they're chunking the ball. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think Evans is like. <laughs> Evans has like already got the touchdowns already for the team, and he's just going to blow up. So yeah. this week's going to be big for him. Two catches, two yards, and two touchdowns for Mike <laughs> Evans. Hey, I'll take it any day of the year. <laughs> um, one thing I'll say about Scotty, I know he burned a lot of people when they picked him up last week when Godwin was out. He did drop a, a touchdown pass, uh, which we would have made his day look completely different. Uh, I'm, I would go right back to him. I He's – Probably one of my favorite waiver wire ads this week, because um, I am I, I do think Godwin's missing two to four weeks. So yeah, I, it's hamstring, so yeah, I mean it's not something that's going to be like Godwin was just a concussion. You had to pick him, and then you played him, and you got screwed. You probably dropped him. Right. So now you got to go back and get him. Yep. Because this time it's going to be a consistent couple games that you're going to get to have a chance to play him. So I, I'm with you. Hundred percent, Pence. Um, let's stay with the Bucks and talk about the backfield. It's been 
a headache so far, to say the least. I mean, the first game, you could definitely project Ronald Jones for a lower usage because Fournette had just got there. Jones was their quote-unquote starter, so you can't lose the locker room and just play Fournette the whole the whole time. But uh, then you see week two, Fournette gets the run at the end of the game, close it out for him, so everyone's thinking Fournette's game again, and then boom, wrong. Uh, we Bruce saw, Arians mind trick right there. <laughs> we saw this last year with Bruce Arians. Uh, I know they didn't have <clears throat> didn't have Leonard Fournette back there. He was using um, uh, the <laughs> what's this? Um, There's Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber. Yeah, Peyton yeah. Barber. Mister three point one yards per carry. Peyton Barber. But I I think I said it whenever they signed Fournette. I, it's going to be hard to predict which weeks. Oh, we talked about it. If you listen to the podcast, you didn't draft these guys high, and, and you weren't really that high on them because it's just like you had no idea what was going to happen. Yeah. And I starting them, not so much drafting, but starting them. Right. We told you, like, you're going to have to wait, you know, four or five weeks. And then now looking at it right now, I still don't even know if you wait I, four or five weeks. Yeah, I don't, You'd have to bear an injury or something. Yeah, barring injury. And then the thing is, and you still have LaShawn finding his way on the field. He looks terrible. By I, can't, the way. I, I was going to say, I, I wanted to add to that. I, I think he's going to find himself off of the field. I think it's going to become a two-headed monster, but it's like still going to be so split down the middle that it's going to be hard to play Jones or Fournette. I really think LaShawn is going to start to fade here because he, uh, he does so. look terrible. He's dropping passes. He, after, you know, when he is catching passes, he's going nowhere. He looks like Jason Witten out there at running back. I was going to tell you that. <laughs> hey, he looks like a – Say that this week and then Bruce Arians starts him next week. It's, it's possible, but <laughs> – I'd just stay away from the backfield right yeah, now. Definitely. I would. I mean, you, um, I mean, if we're going off trends here, it's Fournette's week next week. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> – who knows? Some people, some people will, will take that bet. So let's jump over to the Colts and man, this team struggled. I mean, last week it defense was, didn't. No, their <laughs> defense did not struggle, but their team was struggling with injuries last year. I mean, not last year, last week it was Paris Campbell goes down. This week, Michael Pittman's off to a, a nice start early in the game, and and he goes down. Uh, he had surgery or is gonna have surgery and. No, he already had it. It he was one of the, yeah. It's one of those I, you had to do real quick surgery. I, that's what yeah. I thought. Um, it looks like he's going to miss some time. I've saw some reports. The earliest is a week eight return. So uh, I would not roster him anymore. But he's a guy that come that week six, week seven. Let's see how this team is going. Let's see who's still healthy, and uh, he could be a, a sneaky guy later in the season. Uh, but I'm, I'm I'm out on him right now. Uh, I think the biggest names when you talk about a Hilton's been a complete bust but he may I mean Pence called do, it do your victory lap <laughs> hey he called it <laughs> yeah he's he definitely nailed the Hilton one but Hilton may get bailed out here man I mean Max gone down Pittman's gone down Paris Campbell's gone down I mean they're starting to they're run getting, a little thin they're getting thin but let me let me add to this and um I, I don't know if it's on the list for later but uh that Mo. Alan Cox guy, he, he's had two really good games. And like you said earlier, Trey Burton is coming back. But with how thin it is getting at receiver, you could possibly see this Colts go to like a 12 personnel more. Yeah. Well, you mentioned him last week, Pence. Um, and he's – listen, man, this guy is a weapon. And like you said, Trey Burton is set to come off IR this week. I doubt he plays, but he is set to come off IR. 
Uh, they do have Jack Doyle, who they really like. Uh, but Frank Wright's system loves tight ends. They do like running 12 personnel. They've had a lot of injuries at receiver. T.Y. hasn't played good. I'm with you. I, I think this, with the injury to Pittman, I think this helps Mo Cox more the most. I mean, I, I, I definitely think it helps Hilton. I think he'll you'll be able to start him now as a wide receiver three or flex. Yeah. But Mo Cox is a guy we definitely have to be picking up. I don't know if I can start him this week, but, I, I mean, he has potential, and they're going to have to try to find ways to get him the ball. Yeah, he's in that tough situation where he's had two really good weeks back-to-back, and you're like, okay, I got him on my team, and then you're going to – you really don't want to start him yet because you just – you want really want to make sure that he is going to be that consistent, and then you're going to sit him on his bench, and he's going to have another monster game. Yep. Yeah. I'd, but And then I, you I start him, it. and it's the other way. But I chance it. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, I, 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 it just depends I on what you have at tight end. Yeah, I think he's startable. I just don't think he's like a top eight option right now. I think he's probably top 12, top 14. But, yeah. I mean, like you said, depending on what you, what you have um, – and there's there are some injuries. Uh, he he's in a pretty good spot. And, and I, Doyle's I like, been hurt a lot, dude. Yes. It's, it's been a consistent theme the for him. Years, last yeah. couple of years have been tough for him. And, and, he's, and, and, he's and that's kind of you know if that's your biggest regret next week is starting Mo Ali Cox and you did something right in my yep. opinion. Yep. For sure. So the Bears they were had a <laughs> interesting week to say the least. Um, talk about the injuries. They they did lose Tariq Cohen. Uh, for the year, torn ACL, and then, but the biggest news was they finally bench Mitch Trubisky. Trubitch, <laughs> after good one. <laughs> after he misses Anthony Miller on a wide, wide open, open fifty-yard touchdown pass in the half, so they they bench him. Foles come in, looks pretty good. Oh, they didn't bench him there. They started. They started. Well, I guess they did because in the second half started the next, at like nine minutes. Yeah. yeah, he came in on the next the next series for them. Um, I think it's a boost for the whole offense, uh, particularly though, like Solis mentioned earlier in the offseason, we talked about the Bears. Um, this is this is going to help Anthony Miller a lot. He goes from, I mean, he may be available. He's probably available in a lot of leagues. He'd be another, probably my number one receiver pickup this week besides Justin Jefferson. We'll talk about him later, but. Um, he's Anthony Miller is now startable again. Uh, Foles loves slot receivers and running backs, so this is um this is gonna help him out a lot. He's rostered in twenty nine point one percent in ESPN. That's that's great. That's um, low. Yeah, he needs go, to be picked up. Yeah, go yeah. get him. He's and he's he's a really good player, guys. He's really explosive. Uh, he has had a couple drops, but he's had I some drops, he, but I, I think he hasn't had that many opportunities to catch the ball. So I think he irons that out. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's gonna be in line for a big boost. And uh, man, Montgomery. Uh, I mean, he the volume, the rushing volume was there coming into the the year. Uh, we knew Cohen was gonna steal some snaps and some targets, but with Cohen going down and them not having anything behind him, um, Montgomery's in for huge volume. He started off having a slow year, uh, but I'm I'd go out. He's probably my favorite by low candidate right now. I mean, he's just. He's going to catch passes now. Foles is going to dump it off to him. He's going to get all the rushing work. He's going to get the goal line work. I mean, even if he's not that effective uh, or efficient, he's going to he's going to put up numbers this year. So before the game started, we got some news about A.J. Brown. It says the that knee bruise is not coming along as planned. Sounds like they're going to shut him down for a couple more weeks and let him rest up. Um, 
Pence? What what does this? Who are you looking at um, in light of this news? Yeah, Corey Davis is the guy. Um, but uh, we didn't really talk about it too much. But Adam Humphreys is another guy to possibly keep an eye on. He 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 has some flashes in a couple games so far. I mean, I don't know about this year, but he has flashed with Tannehill since he's jumped on with the Titans. But Corey Davis is the guy, and they run the ball so damn much that you know it's probably just one guy that you really want to look at, especially with. Jonu still getting a pretty good amount of targets on the team. But Corey Davis, I said it last week, I thought Corey Davis should be picked up with uh, A.J. Brown, even with the uh, barring the injury and him coming back. But Corey Davis is kind of looking like that first-round pick that they drafted a couple years ago. Yeah, I mentioned it that maybe he's this year's Devontae Parker. So far, he's kind of turned out. I mean, a high draft pick that hasn't panned out mostly due to injuries to start his career that's kind of putting it all together. Uh, now I'm with you. If Corey Davis is still available, go grab him. He's going to have a lot of a um, a lot of value why A.J. Brown's out, but I think he's gotten to the point now where he's going to still have some value when A.J. Brown does come back. This definitely boosts Jonu. Uh, I like your call on Humphreys. I, I wouldn't go rushing out to pick him up right now no, and, unless it's in real deep leagues, but DFS play, I think he's a sneaky play. Yeah, that's what I, I like that. That's, For sure. that's a good call. So... Um, Boy, Justin Jefferson finally had the the breakout game that we've been waiting for. It's been a really slow start for the Vikings offense as a whole. Except uh, their run game. <laughs> except their run game. Yeah, they've been able to run the ball. But throwing the ball, they've been pitiful. Um, and that's really what they needed. They needed a, a big Justin Jefferson day. Um, finally, he he produced, busted a big play, ended up with seven for 175 and a touchdown. So, um, I mean, if he's available – you know, in, in these people's leagues, is he your number one target uh, as, as as receivers go, Pence? Probably, but there's so many, like, pretty good guys that I'm looking at. I think Jefferson is probably it, though. But, I mean, guys like Lazar and yep. and guys like um, Scotty Miller, because you're going to yep. get him for a couple good weeks, and I'll take that. But Jefferson's the long haul good pickup. You is somebody that you, you're going to be able to start if he keeps that role. And and he he um, one of the things that a lot of people said is Jefferson was going to be better in the slot, but he played outside this last week and, and showed out. And he was playing in the slot a lot before that. So and a lot of people didn't think he could would would be able to excel on the outside and. He balled out, so it's nice to see them throwing the ball and being more successful. Because I mean, that run game has been there, but you can't start. You you couldn't start Jefferson, and you hadn't really seen anything yet. But that was nice to see him have that big game. And yeah, I want to pick him up. I'd yeah. love to. <laughs> yeah, I know you're real high on on Justin Jefferson, Garrett. I know this is still a run heavy team, but are you ready to just start throwing them in some lineups now? Or are you want to take a wait and see approach? Um, just to see if this passing game can kind of keep it going. Maybe one more. I I think one more week at least. Yeah. I don't think he posts up another stat line like that. No, but, but I mean, is he? You know, he's startable. He's if you're startable. if you're weak at if you're weak like me at wide receivers, <laughs> I would be starting him. But um, I will say one little side note on that: him having this good of a game is now going to make defenses respect him more. I would look to see Adam Thielen really come out and actually start establishing himself again like he was in the past and being more open and everything like that. But Mr. Consistent, right, Pence? Yeah, Thielen's still <laughs> – I mean, he's 
hasn't got the targets that we were no. hoping for, but he's still got uh, he still has three touchdowns on the year. He had a horrible week two, but um, I, I'm with you. Yeah, this the touchdowns are saving him right now. They're saving him 100 percent saving. Yeah. Cause he had a, not- he had a really good week one. Week two was terrible, and then last week was definitely saved by by the touchdown. Um, man, Kirk Cousins just looked he's looked awful. He has, um, but I that's the only the, the week two was was just a terrible week for him and for the offense. But I think they're going to get it going a little bit, a little bit more. He's not that bad of a of a quarterback. So. And when you have Dalvin rushing for 181 yards, it's kind of well. Their defense to, is bad, so they're going to have to yeah, get the run def- game isn't going to be. It's, yeah. It can only get you so far if you're down 20 at right. all the time. So they're going to have to throw the ball. They, so that's why I, I like. I think the passing volume is going to go up, and that's why Jefferson is somebody that you're going to pick up. Yeah, it's it's going to have to go because up. if you look at their I'm, their attempts, it's. It's got to be on the lower half of it's, the year. It's very low. Like you said, their defense, so they, they can't run the ball as much as they did last year. They're going to have to start throwing the ball. Yeah, even if it more. even if they are being successful, that's just the nature of the NFL right yep. now. For sure. Well, speaking of a team that does not run the ball a lot, the Bengals. Um, T. Higgins jumps in and gets his first start and produces uh, five for 40 and two touchdowns. Kind of had, like you said, Pence had the, the Mike Evans day started with the two touchdowns, two, two one catch. yarders. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's he's now an interesting option. Um, he in deeper leagues, I'm I'm going to pick him up. I'm not ready just to jump all in right now. Uh, they still have Mixon in the backfield, who will get it going eventually. And uh, Boyd and Green are still going to continue to be Boyd is taking over as the as he's the he's he the has. guy there. He's wa- he's the wide receiver one. And the interesting part though is that AJ and um, T. Higgins had the same amount of target or same amount of catches. It just goes to show you that they're not using AJ in the in the end zone anymore. I, I'm looking to move past him at this point. Well, when well, you get Burrow looking at Higgins already this early throwing two touchdowns, on, yeah, you know, yeah. when you're one yard away, that's already showing that that Both he's right. confident yeah. in him. So, yeah, uh, I I can see him. He could be one of those guys that is just annoying as shit and has three receptions for. 40 yards and, and two touchdowns or, yeah. you know, one touchdown. He he might be a touchdown, like, uh, vulture vulture yeah. this year. Sure. He he could rob let me, Mixon let me, all year on that. Let me ask you something. Would you – let's say you had A.J. Green on your lineup. Would you drop him for T. Higgins? Hell no. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking to, to buy low on A.J. Green. I don't think he's looked very good, but – the 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 opportunity still there. He saw a lot of targets week one versus the Chargers, which was a terrible matchup. And Joe still threw it forty four times. He so. had a he had a great matchup week two and didn't perform, but he got thirteen targets. They're not him and Burrow are gonna hook up if he keeps getting ten to thirteen targets a game. And then last week he gets Darius Slay. Yeah. True. While the rest of his receivers have great matchups versus the Eagles, I'm if you have a worried AJ Green owner, I, I'm looking to buy low. I'm not looking to go crazy, but I mean, he's a easy wide receiver three back and wide receiver two rest away for me. Yeah, I mean they're they're just gonna keep throwing the ball. So yeah, let's switch on over to the Eagles side of things. Uh, they had some more injuries this week. Dallas Goddard with the ankle. Uh, don't have a report on him as far as how much time they think he's gonna miss, but it does seem like it's gonna be at least a two to three week. I think injury. I saw Pro Doc say that it, it might be a, a high ankle sprain. It it looked high ankle. It looked like a four to six week injury from the eye, but we'll we'll have to see. Uh, so but that, it doesn't look good. And Deshaun that's Jackson, Earth stock. 
I mean, he Ertz was ar- he was already a starter, but now he's like, you know, hey, yeah. you you were worried about Ertz the, you, the first the, the first, first few weeks. weeks. Yeah, I mean, you were really worried about him, but Trying again, yeah. um, you know, he's the last man standing. Yeah, I, I mean, again, every year it's <laughs> happening over and over and over again. So, um, yeah, Ertz stock jumps back up. He's you know will be a top four, top five tight end top the rest four, of the top way. Five um, Deshaun Jackson leaves a game with the hamstring injury. They think it's minor, but it's Deshaun Jackson hamstring. <laughs> it's Deshaun Jackson hamstring. That's the same shit every year. <laughs> so, with these injuries, Spence, who's who are the guys that are because they have a lot of names there? But who's a guy or two that you're keeping an eye on? Yeah, my favorite, and I'll let you go with your guy. But my my favorite is uh, Ward. I mean, Ward and, and Carson showed a connection last year. Um, when they went to this having no receivers like normal. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, I like Greg Ward as a pickup, and I think that's a, one of the names that I do like um, that I do like this year. So Or this week, I pick up Ward, he, he, and he had a good week last week, and I think he's going to be going forward um, their wide receiver one on stu- on going forward, even though Alshon Jeffrey comes back. He looked slow as shit last year. Came in again with another injury. I just, I mean, Carson's probably going to throw the ball at him. I just don't think it's going to be very successful. I think Greg Ward's going to be wide receiver one for that team until for a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't love Alshon, but I mean, they got to have bodies out there, and he will be out there. So he's worth you know keeping an eye on. Another guy I want to keep an eye on. I'm not ready to go jump out and grab him right now, but John Hightower played. A lot of snaps for him. I know Salise has been all over him uh, and talking with him. He had a really good camp, um, really fast guy, and we know Carson likes to push the ball downfield. So he's another guy that I would be keeping an eye on, maybe go grab him in a, in a really deep league. Uh, but for me, it's just I don't – I'm not rushing out to grab any of these guys, to be honest. The, the offense is in shambles right now. Um, I mean, they're already, they have reporters asking if they should bench Wentz right now. Yeah, I mean, it's just that. not good. Um Wentz does not look good. Um, like I said, I'm not running out to grab people. I will say Miles Sanders does look like. I was just the, about to, to bring that up with you. I was like, yeah, he, he's he's. They're getting him almost. They're trying to get him 30 touches. I mean, he's ran the ball like 20 plus times yeah. on carries, 19, 20, uh, and they're yeah, targeting him not, nine. Week, yeah. He had nine nine targets. Nine last targets. Year. I mean, like he's he's getting a lot of targets, and since. Um, like you said, you're not really rushing. You're gonna have all three of these receivers on the field. That twelve personnel that they run is is gonna they're gonna have to get away from it. Yep. Because of Goddard going down, you know they always had Goddard and Ertz on the field at all all the time. So, um, you I think Ward is probably the best of the of the three, but I'm not rushing to start him. No, I'm, I'm not. But you, you you I'm it, not rushing to start him, but I I would play I would pro- play Ward in the flex most likely if I was able to pick him up this week. I mean I think this is the best week. I think there's a decent chance Deshaun misses Alshon if he does come back. It's not gonna get a ton of snaps. So this is the week if you know if you do get Greg, you're probably gonna want to start him. Um, but I, I'm with you. He he's he's probably the best guy out of these options to to grab and stash for the rest of the year. Um, so Debo's set to come back off the IR this week. Uh, it doesn't sound like he's going to play, at least the reports that I'm seeing. It sounds like they're going to uh, not n- – they don't want to rush him back, especially with all the injuries they've had uh, to that team. I don't know. I don't – I mean, he's not available in any leagues, obviously, but I'm, I wouldn't – if he does play, 
either this week or next week. I, I'm not looking to start him. I, I want to see him on the field playing before I'm yeah before I'm starting him. But I, I'm with you, Sam. Uh, even if Debo plays, I'm not starting him. But I'm having a hard time wanting to start anybody on that offense because Shanahan, the offensive genius that he is, is making everybody on the entire field touch the ball. <laughs> and they're all being successful while doing it. It's just impossible to tell on who, who to start. Yeah, but, I mean, their first-round pick looked good this week. Yeah, Ayuk. I are like we, it. Are, I mean, are we trying oh, I mean, to target him? I, I, this isn't going to be a, a pass-first team. It's, they're still going to yeah. run run the ball. So He's a stash vo- player, though. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, this, is the, this is a week, though, that after seeing him get involved, him actually look pretty good, this is when you grab him. I'm not starting him this, this coming up week. I'm not starting him. But you definitely drop somebody – that hasn't really performed, and, and you're stashing Ayuk. I, I think so. Yeah, I'm because their receivers. I mean, other than Debo, I mean, it's not it's not great over there. Right. There's some guys probably at the end of people's benches, like I don't know. Let's list a few names: Preston Williams, Curtis Samuel. These type of players. I'm I've seen enough from them. They're not. They haven't blown up. I'm ready to move on from them. I'm ready to look for some high upside yeah. guys like Ayuk. I mean, another thing worth noting with Debo, that foot injury. It's there's a pretty high risk of him re-injuring that and being out for the year again especially so, with the the player that he is and exactly. how he uses his you know and he's he has a long history of, of injury so i use a 100% a guy i'm looking at to stash at the end of my bench um kittle is set to come back this week by the way so if you have kittle celebrate he's going to be back going to be balling uh the giants backfield was we just we didn't discuss them a lot, but I know they were discussed a lot as far as uh, waiver wire ads last week. They all had terrible days. Um, let's not spend too much time on this, but are we ready to just be done with this backfield um, for the rest of the year? Is there any is there any guy that you're still keeping at the end of your bench? Gallman. I mean, honest honestly, if there's one person that I'm looking at on that team to run the ball and be consistent, it'd be Wayne Gallman. But I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gambling on him or anything. I'm, 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 I'm with Sam. I'm over it. I don't want to talk about. Him. And see, I, I'm, I don't want Gallman. I don't want Freeman. I, I don't mean, want Freeman. I'm gonna probably stash Lewis just on the pure fact. Pass catching is pass catching because I mean, I don't. If Saquon can't be successful with that offensive line and that offense, what makes somebody think that Devontae? Freeman is going to come or, in and ball. Or Wayne Gallman. Or, or Wayne Dion Gallman. Or Dion. But, like, I'm just saying, like, and if Saquon when they gets get to hurt, that, what do you think about Devontae Freeman getting hurt? Yeah. yeah he I stays mean, hurt. Yeah, he does. But, like, I'm probably done with that backfield. I, I, I probably wouldn't want to mess with him. But if I have Dion Lewis on my team or if he's on the waivers, I may grab him and just put him in my back pocket just for the simple fact of that he could possibly see um, – because they're going to be down all the time. Yeah. So he could see a lot of that third down passing work, but week to week starters, it'd just be somebody that you kind of sit on. But you know, some people aren't going to want to. Yeah, I'm waste a waiver spot. I would I would not roster unless it's a deep league. I wouldn't roster Gallman or Lewis. That's just me. Uh, they Devontae Freeman had a chance to go. He didn't have a chance to go anywhere, but he had he had <laughs> options, and he signed there because he thought he would have the most opportunity. So just based off that. He'd be the the only guy I would be looking to have on my roster right now. I'm, I am with you, though, Pence. If one of these guys, any three of them, can take over the third down role and be the one guy, 
they will have value. If it's just a complete committee as far as early down and third down roll, I am 100% out on the backfield the rest of the year. Um, out on the Giants. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are we and if if you have uh Danny Dimes, are you are you out on him? He's had some no. really tough matchups to start the year. Yeah. I, I'm fine with I'm fine with dropping him if there's Yeah, I mean if there's options out there, but he still threw it 32 times. Last he's going to throw the ball. He's probably going to be their leading rusher on majority of the weeks. Yeah, and he's still got Darius Slayton and Evan Ingram and Golden Tate to throw it to. Yeah. <laughs> if he can throw it. Yeah, he's a matchup base, though. He, he's matchup base the rest of the year. He you know, did if not, he plays he the Cowboys, if he plays the Cowboys, you toss him into your lineup. He'll throw for 350 or touchdowns. Nah, I could throw for 350. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Versus I mean, he, he, you know, he's a streamer. Uh, he's not somebody that I'm keeping on my fucking roster and wasting a spot because uh, he does have Jason Garrett as an offensive coordinator, and that offense is a disaster and right the now. The offensive line looks even worse than we expected. Yeah. So. Let's switch it over. Talked about. Let's talk about the um, the Patriots backfield, and they've been a headache for fantasy managers ever since Bill Belichick arrived there. And they've done the same thing this year. It was Burkhead who had the three touchdowns in the big game last week. Um, is he or another guy in this backfield someone that you're looking to go out and grab? I'm over it, man. I'm over it because you know who also is set to come back this week. Damian yeah. Harris, yep. who they were all high on in camp and said that they could possibly see this guy being the starter because Sony had looked so bad. And then Sony goes for oh, nine man. touches for 117 yards and then gets all of his touchdowns completely wrecked to Rex Burkhead. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm out. I don't want anybody on that team. Uh, I personally dropped Damian Harris because I was kind of stashing him because everybody said Sony looked so bad. And then, you know, he had a, a good game there. And then Burkhead comes in and does that. It's just it, that offense is just not fun for fantasy. Other Man. than Edelman or Cam Newton, I'm not playing anybody else on that offense. Yeah, I'm with you. Don't do not go grab Burkhead. James White has not played the last two games, following the unfortunate death of his uh, dad and his mom involved in that same car crash. But um, that's why Burkhead's been on the field so much the last couple of weeks. White, I would think, would be coming back in the next two to four weeks so that will eliminate Burkhead and like I said there's just and the Patriots so don't run with like a momentum back either Burkhead could have two straight games with three touchdowns and James White could come back from this and he'll he'll out touch Burkhead the next game well last last year week three Burkhead got 17 touches everyone went and picked him up do you know how many touches he got week four one yeah it's just it's, it's the Patriots backfield um yeah I'm I'm out on all these guys. James White is probably the only guy that could have some value if he does come back and regain that pass-catching role. Uh, maybe Damian Harris can just explode and, and be so good that they can't take him off the field. But as of now, I'm, I'm kind of out on all these um, Patriots backs. Good team. Just yeah, great team. It's just it's impossible. I mean, defenses can't predict what Belichick's going to do on a week-to-week basis. I surely can't. So, yeah. Um, no, when it's kind of out. Yeah. So, guy that had a huge week Thursday night, James Robinson. Wasn't the, wasn't the best game as far as uh, points being scored that we were all expecting, but James Robinson proved to me um, that he's probably going to be a league-winning back this year. Uh, he's taken over that job completely. Um, 
I think the biggest eye-opening thing for me was they were down the whole game, and he still played majority of the snaps. He ended up with six catches for 83 yards. Uh, he just looks like their guy. I mean, I don't think they're going to pull him off the field. I, mean, I know Reichwell's set to return pretty soon. but I, mean. I think it caught a lot of people off guard, too, because I heard one of the announcers during watching that game on Thursday say that he caught more passes in that game than he did in his whole career in college or something, yeah. in his last season or something like that. So he, he's not been known for this receiving back role and next thing you know he touches the ball that many times uh, and he looks, it, he looks good doing and he it. looks good doing it he's like a little bowling ball bouncing around out there it's like got that i don't know i don't want to put the name out there don't, yeah don't i'm not throw, doing that don't I'm, throw maurice jones uh, name i'm not gonna there. throw the name out there but he, he he was bouncing off people man he looks good and uh, and i'm really really regretting my decision uh in week two i had a, i had a chance to pick him up i was a, the second waiver wire after the first week and i had malcolm brown and James Robinson, and I kept looking because I knew I wasn't going to get the other guy that I wanted, and I was I went with the McVeigh offense. That's what I did in my head, and I am definitely going to regret <laughs> it now, especially with Mixon underperforming. For sure. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the waiver wire. Just kind of wrap it up here. I know we've mentioned a lot of these names, um, but let's go through a few more. We kind of mentioned Lazard earlier. I mean, Pence, this is you're the Rodgers guy. You love him. This offense looks great. I mean, where do you think Lazard or maybe another one of these receivers get their value the rest of the year? Yeah, I mean, it's – you saw it. I mean, uh, Adams went down. He's out. He was out last week. And Jones really didn't have a big game either last week. So, Lazard came and just popped off. I mean, you can start Lazard. I mean, he's had enough weeks in a row. That offense is clicking on all cylinders – uh, Rodgers looks like he can throw it to me and Garrett out there on the field, and we we could probably have a touchdown. So that's pushing it. <laughs> At least we fall down like Jason Witt, and we fall forward. The the offense looks good. Uh, I, I'm I'm with it. I'm I'm down to start Lazard and my, my flex. I kind of wish I had him on my team at this point. I mean, Scantley is still somebody you keep an eye on, but um, Adams is expected to come back. But if Lazard's out there on the waivers, guys, he is. You know, right there with Justin Jefferson as like your one. I mean, you, I wouldn't argue it with you if you went Lazard over Jefferson. Yeah, they've been more pass heavy than uh, anyone could have expected to start the year. Like you said, Rodgers looks good. He looks like he's trying to prove all of his haters wrong right now. I think Lazard has proven that he's probably Rodgers' number two option uh, the rest of the way over Scantling, even though he will still be involved. I, I agree, Lazard's the. The, the second guy in that offense besides or the third guy really besides Jones and um Dante Adams. You still staying away from all the tight ends out there? Yes. hundred yeah. percent. I don't give a shit about those guys. <laughs> well, I mean I mean, looking at the stats, he threw to the tight end five times and Jace was um three of them and Mercedes Lewis was two of them and Mercedes caught a touchdown. And Toyin, but they yeah, they they don't Rodgers hasn't targeted his tight ends a lot in the past. They're splitting work. I, I, I want no part of that. Yeah, of and, tight end. Y- and if you end up playing him, you're going to get your one reception for six yards and a touchdown because he, he'll he find him in the red zone. He's got to find he's, he's, no, he's, a, he's a red zone monster. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, he's one of the best. So, But you got Devontae Adams coming back, and he's yeah. also a red zone monster. So He is the uh, red zone monster. Yeah, so screw the tight ends on that team. Yep. Um. If if um if Miles Gaskin is still available in your league, go grab him. Uh, he's probably not gonna have a ton of touchdowns because they're still using Howard in that role. But I mean, after we discussed or every 
fantasy analyst all year, all offseason, discussed Howard or um, Brita. Or Brita. Gaskins comes out. He's the guy. They're using him a ton. He's getting. He's going to catch a lot of passes. Uh, he would be um, him or him or Henderson would be my number one option if they're still out there. I'd probably go Henderson for yeah. a little more upside, but Gaskins is right there. He's he's one B. Um, he should not be available in any leagues right now, especially PPR. Um, another running back that I have my eye on. Me and Garrett were watching the uh, Falcons Bears game, and Brian Hill looked. Really good. good. And Gurley, Gurley finally had a, a good game, but Gurley does not look like the old Gurley. Um, we know his injury risk. I think Brian Hills, he's into that uh, deeper stash, and I think he could pay off nice um, later in the season. He looked really explosive in that game. So there's a there's a deeper guy that I would be trying to grab if you could um, because the running back and, position just getting so thin. Yeah, and if Gurley goes down, Brian Hill could be a league winner as he well. He could be. 100%. I think there would be a little bit of a committee there. Ito would still be involved, but they really like Brian yeah. Hill in that organization. He's getting quite a bit of run while Gurley's on the field. So, And Gurley's fully healthy. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's startable while Gurley's healthy. Um, but who knows? I mean, Gurley could keep playing bad, and Brian Hill could keep playing good and just overtake that job. So it's it's in the realm of possibility. He's a, he's a deeper guy to keep an eye on. Um, we've mentioned the wide receiver names. Um Lazard is the top option. Justin Jefferson's right there with them. Um, Corey Davis has to be way up there. Scotty Miller, those are my top guys. I'm looking at uh, probably the deep, the deeper guy with the high upside. We mentioned is is Ayuk, uh with the 49ers, and then some some other names to keep an eye on are the Eagles receivers to see if any of those guys can emerge. Um, the tight end position, man, we've. We've actually had a lot of tight end breakouts this year. Um, one we were kind of, I know Garrett was all over, uh, was the Cowboys. With Jarwin going down, it's open the open the opportunity for Schultz. And he's, I mean, he, he hasn't played looked, great, he hasn't but, looked, he's, but he, he's caught some balls. He's, they're throwing the, and they're he's just, targeted out there. They're airing it out. Yeah. So, uh, he's, he has to be up there. And another name, I, I think Schultz is probably my number one guy to pick up. But Logan Thomas is right there with them. The numbers haven't been there as far as production, but he's getting he's getting the snaps. He's getting lined up outside and in the slot. Um, he's getting a, a, a pretty good number of targets. Just Haskins has been so bad. But if Haskins, if Haskins can improve or if they make a move at the quarterback position and have any type of upgrade, Logan Thomas could explode. He's looked pretty good this is a former quarterback that's a really good athlete and looked pretty good in his uh in his time this year all right guys well if you made it this far we really appreciate y'all listening we had fun doing this week uh we miss rory and solis but uh they should be back here soon stay tuned look forward to the next episode hope to see y'all again